The Soli Show. Welcome. My name is Michael Soli. First show ever, new podcast. Jeff Higginbotham is my first guest. Uh, we've been friends for a really long time, and um, I'm honored to have him here as my first guest. Thank you. I'm just, I, I had this whole thing planned out of what I was going to say. I'm just not going to do that. I'm going to focus on you. Well, um, you got to tell me a little about you first. Well, uh, a, a little about you, me. Okay, I, I do, and I have notes for that. Um, I've been in town for about 20 years. I'm from Pennsylvania originally, pro guitar player, singer, songwriter, and I opened a talent agency here a while back, about 20 years ago. Done pretty well for myself. And um, I think the secret to it is being like a network connection specialist, not burning bridges and being reliable. I think that's the secret to any success in any industry, but particularly in entertainment and particularly in this town. A lot of people come here on fire and burn out quick. And I didn't do that, and you didn't do that. Yeah. I mean, this is your you're from Las Vegas. Um, so that's that's my story. I'm interested in, in um, the long-form podcast format. I, I'm, I like the talk, and I, li- I think we can learn a lot about people from not being so rushed. You know what I mean? Fair. And this is that's what this is going to be. Um, it'll grow up over time. It'll develop over time, hopefully, with your help. I hope to eventually have a, a um, listener-sponsored program, but for now I'm sponsoring it myself. <laughs> Um, but I do want to mention some of Jeff's products before we get started. He's got a clothing line, FamousEnough.com. I am FamousEnough.com. I am FamousEnough.com. I wear this hat proudly around town. Um, also, his there was a bottle of... It's right behind your head. It's behind my head. That's, not, that's a different head. This whiskey, fantastic. Can I talk about it for a second? Absolutely. Before we go into who Jeff is, he created this whiskey brand. And um, lo- uh, some of the proceeds go to help uh, officers. Yes. Injured officers. Injured police officers. Injured police officers. So without further ado about me, um, I want to talk about you, man. Let's do it. Um, thanks for having me. I, thanks for being here, buddy. I, I mean, I, I know from talking to you and knowing you for about 15 years. Probably longer than longer that. Longer than if, that. If you go back, to, I probably met you in the early 2000s. If you well, really I got here in 98, and yeah. I hit the ground running. You were already running, and I've always been impressed with your work ethic, what you've done with Stony Stonies. If you're not familiar with Las Vegas— or the country scene here in Las Vegas. Jeff's at the heart of it and has been for a long time. 16 years. 16 years. Stoney's is probably, for locals, one of the best places to go to hear Nashville talent, up-and-coming artists. That's it. Fair enough to say. Yeah. Um, you go to Nashville once a month, I believe, to scout. Uh, I would say that um, pre-COVID, yes, I was there just about every single month, yeah. But since then, um, with content creation, I live online now, and that's how I find a lot of the artists that come through. Uh, there's a thing every Monday night. It just moved to Dirk's place on Broadway. It's called Whiskey Jam. Okay. So there's usually like six or seven artists on that, and that's really where I do a lot of my scouting. That, Spotify. Right on. But yes. Right on. Nashville's a fun town. Yes, it is. It's small. It's, I've, I've been there a few times myself, not as many times as you. I'm always, I'm always surprised that there's State Street and then a regular city. Yeah. Essentially, right? Like It's not much different than here, if you no, think about it. No, it's the Strip and then yeah. regular life. Yeah. But, I mean, it's incredible what's come out of that town. It, it is. It is pretty nuts. If you go watch Whiskey Jam or get a chance to go, there used to be a place called Winners and Losers, mm-hmm. um, which was in, I believe, Midtown is what, is what they call it. But it just became this thing that just got so big because people would go watch it all the time. And any artist you can think of today has played that stage. Is the Bluebird Cafe still a thing? It is, absolutely. I went back a couple years ago for a CRS, and, uh, which is um, a radio seminar. Communism, rectal. <laughs> rectal, of course <laughs> we went there. It's <laughs> also a comedy show, by the way. <laughs> On your side. <laughs> On my side. <laughs> On your side. I went back, and a lot of the radio guys were like, hey, you want to come out and see Garth Brooks with me? And I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. 
And they're like, what about the Zach Brown band? I said, no, I'm going to go see new music. And they played this joke of, hey, you know, well, Garth's going to sing a new song. They're like, where are you going? And I went to a place called The Basement East and saw an artist by the name of Austin Jinx. There was maybe 30 people there. Phenomenal show. And then I went over to the Bluebird and watched uh, a women's night. And uh, my good friend, Miss Stephanie Quell, was the headliner of it. And it was phenomenal. There's so much great music that comes out of there. Yeah. It's an, it's an amazing town. Yeah. So I guess a good question for you to start off in, in terms of the music is how do you determine who to put on your a successful podcast? Talking talking with Toad? Toad's it's uh, toadstunes.com. You can also go to toadscountry.com. They'll take you to the same place. Bam. Yeah, five years of this. Six. I just just started my six years. Six years, and this is my first show. He's six years into it. Yeah, and so every week I put one out. Every week he puts one out, and it's are they physically with you or is it? They are physically with me. The only time I did anything virtual was uh, during COVID. COVID. But I had a lot of fun with those because we did them via Zoom, and <laughs> it was pretty interesting to say the least. Right on, right on. Yeah. So, so how do you? What's your gut? What's your gut? How do you know from your gut who to bring on the show? Who's gonna I, be a good fit? I, well, you know. A lot of these artists are the ones that come through and play at Stoney's. Um, but to find those kinds of artists, I, like I said, I listen to Whiskey Jam, or I'll listen to their music, and then I'll dive a little bit deeper into who they are, mm -hmm. listen to the rest of their music. And um, there's some artists I'll get s sent to me, and they've got a really good song, but it's slow. And that's not a great fit for a, a country bar. Not all night. You can't have people coming out there that want to party and find their next ex and do all that kind of stuff. Right. <laughs> that's the, that's true. Yeah, that's true. very um, true. But I go listen to that kind of stuff, and I really have my, my like, thumb on it because if i fail at a show i take it personal right it's not it's not it's not my venue i don't own it but i treat it like i own it right. i just had an artist come through her name was alexandra k uh independent artist um on top of the world right now she sold the place out wow. which is crazy as an independent artist no radio play no major label behind her and um she did something phenomenal but one of the things that she said to me was that she'd been wanting to get into stonies for three years really and she's like i love the way you program this place and that kind of stuff humbles me it yeah. just it, because there's some artists that will sit in the back and as they're getting ready to go on scotty mack was one of them he was sitting in front of the green room restringing his guitar and um he said something to me was like dude open up your email and i opened it up and he was like i go back it's like three and a half years he's been emailing me trying to get in there i'm like Dude, you can only imagine. We we roughly do 52 shows a year, yeah. Fridays. Every now and then we'll do something on a Saturday. Right. So it's really hard to pick. My Spotify last year, I think I listened to cl close to 6,000 new artists because that's all I do is listen to music constantly. That's why you're on the show. I love it, dude. I love it, too. I love it, too. And country is your jam or your... Oh, no, I listen to everything. That's, I had a feeling you were wider. Yeah. I mean, you go back to the days when we used to do the stuff at the House of Blues. Uh, my idea was if I took an artist from each genre and back then 250 people to come out and see your show was a lot but if i had four or five artists each bringing 250 people now i got a thousand kids in yep, there yep and that's why those uh lv local music scene.com shows are so successful yep. because if if you put i have a cd i have a cd ah, there a was five of those i have i have two of the compilations in my car right now that that's how so old cool. i am that is so cool <laughs> those things were fun i mean they were great um my buddy said something to me the other day and he said who would have ever thought that doing shows at the boston and the house of blues would have got me to where i am today it's just a, uh, and helped it, all those artists yeah. along the way too. It's kind That's of fun. The main thing. You look back, um, or I do. I look at an artist like Russell Dickerson. We brought him out, and his first show he did at Stoney's played for two hundred and fifty people. Mm -hmm. He's played there seven times. His last two shows, he sold them out. Love and it. I would say that second to the last show, he had that single called "Yours" that went number one, but it didn't barely even touched radio, and he sold out. So we know that that kids out here that come to these shows. I'm not saying they don't listen to radio, but a lot of the times they're streaming stuff. They're on Spotify. They're on SiriusXM. They're on all those things. And yep. 
those people take chances a little bit different than radio does because I, I believe you have one guy in radio that says, hey, this is what you're going to listen to, yep. and that's what programs it out there. And uh, our goal is really to introduce people to, to new music, and yeah. that's, what, that's, what, that's what my goal is. Do you, I've always felt that country music fans are super loyal. In very, terms of showing up, like very. they show up, man. They they go. Well, they go to the concerts. Okay, I was kind of in awe when when Alexander K came and played. I didn't know what to expect. I knew the show was going to do good because she's got a strong following online. Two and a half million followers on <laughs> Facebook is huge. Just Facebook, it's huge. Incredible. So she actually live streamed um, our podcast. It was like one of the first time someone in her group just stood around and they ran the podcast. Well, then she did this free meet and greet. One hundred and fifty people before the show. They sent out an email. Hey, you bought tickets? Come to the show. That sort of thing, and come out for the meet and greet. Well. Her fan base was young and old, <laughs> which was uh, like I'm just sitting there going, I've never seen anything like this before. Right. You yeah. know, her story is great, what she writes about and what she sings about, and she's human. Yeah, she went through a divorce. She has this new song out called "Everleave," and uh, I believe that if you listen to it and like no bullshit, if you were by yourself, you'd probably shed a tear. Wow, because we've all been there. Yeah, and it's really a, a neat song. But just to watch her fan base and just how loyal they were to. They're standing there going, oh, we watched the podcast this afternoon. Hey, you're Toad. And just like going back and <laughs> forth because it's kind of funny that way. You know? I hope people watching this, any artists out there, independent artists, are understanding how much work it takes to get this to happen, though. It's a lot. It's a lot of work. Right? It's a lot. I mean, being an unsigned artist is not easy. Do you know who Craig Campbell is? I know the name. So Craig Campbell's an established country artist. He just put out something like two weeks ago. It was the funniest thing in the world. He just went on a rant and <laughs> was pretty much pissed that these artists that are on TikTok and they get one single – they get signed to a deal, but yet they've never played a show before. And we've had that at, at Stoney's before with an artist that come through that was on The Voice, that did pretty good on The Voice. But his first show, the first time he ever met the band, was at Stoney's. Mm. Like they, the the label put all these pieces together. It wasn't the greatest show we ever had, yeah. um, and that's a bummer because there's 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 a lot of art to this. Yeah, I used to say this thing like um, on Broadway in Nashville. I used to always think there was two types of artists out there. And um, one that ones that play Broadway mm -hmm. and ones that do original music. And um, I was kind of wrong. There's a guy by the name of John Marks who's uh, who started the, uh, the highway on XM. Oh, wow. Then went to Spotify. Okay. And he taught me this thing that you go to Broadway, and that's, that's how you earn your stripes, per se. You get to play in front of people. You understand a slow night, a busy night. You understand uh, drunk people mocking <laughs> you. Like, you get all of that. Yeah. And that's the kind of stuff. You build a fan base. You can do all this stuff in one place because – Nashville's like Vegas, man. Like every weekend is a different crowd. Yep. So that's the kind of neat part about all that. I learned that, didn't understand it, but now it's kind of set. I understand yeah. it now. I love it. So what's the country scene like in Vegas? Is it pretty vibrant and pretty? I have no robust? idea, man. Outside of Stoney's, <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I, I don't know. I love the. It's honest. I don't. I don't know if you're keeping this PG, but I don't fuck with local bands. Uh, you no, I know. You already know that I did my time with that. And, yeah. Um, I've been bitten quite a few times, and I don't. I don't. The problem with, I mean, the problem in this town, the problem is you're overexposed. If you're playing casinos, doing cover stuff, it's really hard to get those same folks to come out and support an original show. Sure. If you're just doing original shows, you're doing what one every few months. You have to make a living. It's this, it's a really tough. It balance. is. The balance is tough. The balance is it very is. tough. I don't even mess with that stuff. And yeah. the amount of people that reach out to me and and uh, like I read every email that comes in. Sometimes it takes me a little bit longer if they put music in it. Um, I just booked a guy by the name of Lane Smith. They sent me seven emails before I listened to the music. Then I listened to the song called Austin. And then I went and listened to the rest of his music while he's playing March 1st at Stoney's. Nice. So it's like one of those things where sometimes it takes time. Yeah. But I don't, I, I don't 
I don't know anything about the local scene here. I have no idea. Uh, what you uh, Stoney's just opened a second location out at uh, Santa Fe. Santa Fe, yeah. We're re reopened out of the Santa Fe. We were there ten years ago. So okay, yes, reopened I didn't know again. That. Okay, yeah. I was there for the, the the soft opening. Yep. And how's it going, man? It's going good, man. The the weekends out there. I like to say that we're pretty good at our business model and what we know. And that one's a little bit out of our wheelhouse because they're asking us. Well, they're not asking us. We uh, our ownership wanted to be open seven days a week, but. It's tough because that's not the business model that we know. It's right. too far out to expect tourists to come. Right. So um, Friday nights and Saturday nights are awesome. We're just really getting into the music stuff. We have a show this Saturday with Sam Grow, who's kind of a, a big I underground. Know Sam. Yeah, he's yeah. he's rad. I love him. Yeah. But he's coming out. He's doing this uh, acoustic show, and so I'm kind of excited to see how people respond to that out there. We've done Love and Theft out there, um, and a couple other shows. I did right, a show right with Sam doing? Sam at Hard Rock Cafe. Oh yes. Yeah, he he had headline he headlined that show. Jackie. No, he played with. Um, he was touring with the guy that you knew. I did not. I no, I did not know him. You knew that he was touring together, though. Yes, I didn't. They didn't, they didn't tell me that when I booked it. I booked the opening acts. Like, right. You know, Sam's touring with a co-headliner. I'm like, they didn't tell me that. Right. I don't. And Who that co-headliner buddy? has. Sam's my buddy. The guy that he was out on the road with has uh, a single. The hip hop guy. Yeah. Hip hop dude. I don't know anything about that dude. But they, <laughs> they actually reached the beard, back the out. Amish looking kind of guy. I didn't go to that show, which because I, really I believe I. It was on a weeknight, wasn't it? Yeah, it was it? Sunday night. Sunday night. Yeah. Love Sam. He's a good dude, man. I, I, I look forward to the growth. He just opened his own label, publishing company. Like, he's a hustler, too. Yeah. Part of the reason I want to do this podcast is to, it's just to sort of inspire people to be entrepreneurs, to be small business owners, to, to push, to hustle. I mean, nothing that you have in your life was handed to you. Not one thing. And same with me. And good for us, but, but also it's a lot of hard work, and you have to want it. I mean— a long time ago, one of my my cousin's name was Bobby Borgia. He's a magician in L.A., successful guy. A long time ago, he sent me this headshot of him, and he wrote in black marker. He said, Mike, the door to success is marked push. I'll see you on the other side. Yeah. And at I like chills. That. And I, he's exactly right. That, that'll never change. And um, now technology has come the, – the, the cost of what's happening right here used to be astronomical. This would be out of the, out of the price range sure. of anyone. Now you can do this in your garage. I mean, it's it's so affordable to do it. It's just being consistent and creative. Yeah. And the, the consistency, I think, is the main thing. Discipline, daily discipline. It's right. It's fun. Like when I do my Toads tunes, if I don't do one, if I don't post the week after I did the interview, the people will reach out to me and go, "Dude, when are you posting it? When are you posting it? When are you posting it?" And I've learned that that's momentum. You've created momentum. Yes. yes. And Mondays they like it because it gets them through their first day back at work, and which is kind of cool. Those streams do phenomenal. Like the people listen to them, and I like to introduce people to new artists. I think that's the funnest part for me is that, like you, people see you on a stage and they just watch you sing. They yeah. don't know anything about your personal nope. life. They don't know who you are, where you came from, right. anything. And I think that's the fun that I have because when I sit with them, it's not a, where did you grow up? Who gave you the first instrument? Where you know, like there's right. the standard question: How did you come up with that single? You know, I don't ask that shit. Right. I want to know who they are, where they come from, right. what they do on their off time. Right. So while we have you here, I'm going to ask you all those questions about you because I don't think people realize who you, what you've done with your life, how successful you've actually been. You've worked really hard for a long time, man. I have. I have. I used to be a meat cutter. <laughs> <laughs> I was a butcher for seven years, man. But, I mean, you're from this town. You ha you've always been a business owner from the, when you were in high school. Yeah. Well, I was, I was off the record back then. You know, but, yes, I was a hustler. I was a hustler. <laughs> but that you had that entrepreneurial spirit yeah 
I think it's an important piece to have. I mean, there's people that are that are born and they're nine to fivers. Yeah, there are, and that's fine. There's nothing and wrong with that. Not, not nothing at all. wrong with that. Not at all. I always like to say that you know I was I had a job and I made thirty something thousand a year many years ago, and then um, I went to work for a, a big company, and it literally I don't know more than doubled my salary. And I like to say that the only thing that really changed is I got a new Ur truck. I didn't buy a brand new truck, but I got a new Ur truck and I ate more sushi. That was, <laughs> and those kind of goals is I never want to sit back and like, I don't balance my checkbook. Right. I kind of have an idea of what's in there. I live within my means, but yeah. um, I think that's what life's about is, is they always say that if you can wake up uh, on your own and not have to worry about anything, my job today is fun. Yeah. It's just fun yeah. because I get to do stuff that I love. I've always been a music fan. Yep. Um, and that's, Everyone has to take that chance, dude. Uh, and I'm if you don't, I keep reading the same thing that, that keeps popping up that, that you can either make an excuse or take a chance. But either way, you know, yeah, something's got to change. You're either going to be in the same place or. I couldn't agree more. And, and what, what humbles me and what keeps me motivated is this. Oprah Winfrey, Bill Gates, Elon Musk, whoever, whatever, whatever billionaire, genius, creative person you want to point to. We all have 24 hours in a day. Yep. What so are you going to do with it? I I, exactly. I don't want to hear anything about special whatever. It's like, how, what are you doing with your time? Are you watching Netflix? Or are, you, are you making something happen? Right. Those are the important pieces, man. Like, I can't sit on a couch constantly. I do it on Sundays. And, uh, <laughs> I think it's a burnout day for me. Right. Really. And I'll, I watch Supercross from Saturday night if I don't ca catch it. Uh, and that's kind of it. That's about the only time I really plant myself in front of the TV right. consistently. And it's something that I DVR because I hate commercials. Yeah. But I mean, you're a content creator. You're a business owner. I'm all. I'm the same. And I, I, I hopefully this show will encourage people to also go out and try and do something with their own, make make their own mark. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, whatever that means to them. I don't. I'm not. I've got some stuff that I'm working on, and the and the whole goal of it is twofold. One, to open doors to more artists, mm -hmm. and the other side is to leave something behind that that the next people after I'm gone can still utilize. Right. You know, because a lot of people don't do that. No, it's true. And music on the West Coast is tough, dude. It is tough. It's a tough place to be. It's a tough place to route. It's a tough place to tour. Yep. So it's like, like at Stoney's, we do an awful lot of fly dates, and we have a back line. So the band flies in. There's a drum set there. There's amps there. All I got to do is plug and play. Drummer's right. got to bring his cymbals and his sticks. That's right. it. Right. Um, and I think that if you could utilize that, I've built some relationships on the West Coast that are pretty strong. So yeah. when people call me, I figure out how can I get them a Thursday in San Diego, a Friday in Vegas, and a Saturday in Arizona. So you just build this. This nice little network, like you talk about, yeah. and that's an important piece, man. It really huge, is huge. I, as a booking agent myself, it's it's always more cost effective to get somebody when they're routed. Yeah, and flying someone in is always more expensive. Like they're in Australia yesterday, and they're going to be in, in my place tomorrow. No good. But if they're going to be an hour away, perfect. Right. That's what he's talking about. The routing. Yeah, and flying it's an important piece of the puzzle. And you start getting all that stuff together, and and I think a tour does better when both when both parties are involved. Yep. Yep. When they're pushing and you're pushing, it's a win. So right now, can we talk about this? Because what you're doing with this is phenomenal. Blue Valor. It came from, um, during COVID, IPOF, which is the, um, um, man, I just drew a blank. It's uh, an organization that does IPs. <laughs> you're going to have to cut this shit out. <laughs> uh, anyway, what's I phenomenal about this whiskey is who it, the, the charity aspect oh, of it. Oh, it's injured. Okay, yeah, I got it. Sorry. It's IPOF, uh, Injured Police Officers Fund, is what it is. And whenever uh, an officer gets hurt in the line of duty or passes, mm -hmm. they support the family and they support it. everything with it. So what happened during COVID is the strip was shut down. Right. Well, the police officers are working more than they needed to mm -hmm. just to secure the place, make, make sure everything was safe because 
Uh, what a perfect opportunity for people to go take advantage of the system, right? So they reached out and asked Stonies to donate water and asked about Gatorade too, but we reached out to Brendan Gaughan over at the South Point, uh, much bigger than we are. Yeah. And he donated through them uh, Gatorade and we did water. And we just came up with this idea of how could we keep giving back? Yep. And that's where um, Blue Valor came from. So I sat with Mindy Lloyd and Chelsea over at IPOF and we kind of put this, I put this thing together with the label, bottles, whiskey, and we've been doing it. We're going into our third year now and uh, it's fun. We've throughout town we've just been based in vegas over the oh, last okay. two two years okay we just got into reno the end of last year okay. uh in the next month or so we'll be pushing our way into arizona so it's 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 fun you know it's it's fun to know that you can do something that's great for the community and gives back to the community i'm actually starting to do some stuff with another organization here as well that does the same thing called behind the blue okay um and that one is super fun as well they're just the stuff that they do for police officers most people have give cops a bad rap but when you really think about what they do for you, they keep you safe. Yep. I couldn't and agree more. I think Is I there anybody cross-promote that with the country artist? Um, I imagine a lot of those folks are big fans <laughs> of the blue as well. Uh, the answer to that now is I am. yes. The hard part about that is distribution becomes an issue. I gotcha. uh, it's not legal to ship to every state, but I'm actually working on a deal with Brendan to actually get an online store where Mr. Gone, yes, who owns the South Point Casino here in Las Vegas. Yeah. If you're wondering, he's very wealthy. Yeah, he's a, <laughs> and you know what? I, I cool stopped dude. by there on Monday and I went to open the door and he came running to the door to lock it as I was walking <laughs> up. And when I opened he goes, the door, oh no, yeah. this guy again, the toad. <laughs> he scared the shit out of me, man. Literally scared the shit out of me. But he's he's a neat dude. Yeah, he is. He believes in it with us and he's helping it grow. And um, we're gonna kind of like do some stuff where we buy bottles together because we use a very similar bottle. He's got a moonshine that he uh, called City Light Shine. Oh, I didn't know that, okay. Uh, yeah, and, and he does very well with that too, which is kind of cool. So we get to piggyback a lot of stuff. Distribution we do together, but if we can get online and sell together, it's easier to ship all of our pr products on one pallet versus him taking on that or me taking on I that. Gotcha. So, so any distributors out there worldwide that are interested <laughs> in looking at a new whiskey product that backs the blue? Yeah, that's find it. Find Toad online. Was yeah. it Toad.net? <laughs> Toad.toad? What is it? Toad.tv? No. How do they find? How do we? How do we find you? Just go to. Uh, well, I do have uh, a couple different Instagrams. AKA Pants is like my my one that I've had forever. From the clothing line. From well, from yeah, that was my son's clothing line. Wow. Was AKA Pants. So his nickname when he was six, I would always have to buy him. Actually, he was three. <laughs> I would have to buy him his shorts and a size six toddler because his waist was so big. Okay. Mind you, now he's like six foot seven. Oh, right on. Yeah, but his shorts would hang like pants, so his nickname was Pants. Well, I just got the. <laughs> email address akapants at gmail.com and that's where it all started from there but i got toads toads.country um on on um, instagram as well okay but you got to talk about where toad came from my nickname at stoney's is toad right. that's what everybody ca calls me there yes. like exclusively if i say jeff they're like there's no jeff here yeah they don't I'm know like, me his name that. is jeff <laughs> his name used to be jeff formerly known as jeff yeah i'm like the, the artist guy. formerly known as jeff yeah. toad came from um Grand Torino with Clint Eastwood. I don't know if you ever saw that movie. Course, Super racist movie, right? Very racist. Well, he called that kid Zipperhead, Slant Eye. Yeah, I remember. But when he was down in the basement eating food, uh, he told the kid, hey, Toad, you better get some of that yum-yum before somebody else does. Well, That's some, where it came from? That's where it came from. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, so I guess I'm slow with the girls. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe maybe that's what it is. <laughs> but we had this conversation uh, probably, I don't know, seven, eight years ago, um, if I should go back to Jeff. And I'm so glad I didn't when it comes to country music because nobody in Nashville knows me as Jeff. Okay. There's a million Jeffs. Yeah. There's not too many Toads out there. I'm, I'm, I'm calling this Soli's show because I'm, I think I'm the only Soli. I don't know. Maybe, right. maybe there's other ones, but I haven't found anybody yet. You should do your character that, that looks like Sully. 
<laughs> Got to be old to get that reference. I get it. Yeah. I'm old. It'll work. Uh, uh, great. X-Files, right? Well, I, I think Sully was also um, a, a character in one of the uh, Disney movies, if I'm not mistaken. That's right. Yeah. That's right. I can't remember which one, but um, we're on camera right now. How's everyone doing out there? This is fun. It's cool. I like it. So you do an Audible podcast. I do. You're thinking about going into video. I will eventually. That is You've true. got a great face for radio. <laughs> I've been told that every morning when I wake up. That's insult Jeff with radio lines. So yeah. I, I got that. <laughs> pretty funny. Thank you. Yeah, I've been doing it about I into my sixth year right now. Exactly. You said that before. I think it's great, man. I mean, I've got a couple questions I want to ask, if I may. Um, no. <laughs> in five years, where do you see yourself? Where do you want to be in five years? Oh. Personally, professionally, creatively. In five years. Make it ten. Make it seven and a half. Retired. I'm bad at math. Retired. Right? Yeah. For real. Yeah. Retired, but not stopping. Not like stopping. Your no. money works for you. You're not working for money anymore. I, I think, think that's what you mean. I think when I look at stuff like that, there's some stuff in music that 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 I have not accomplished yet that I'm working on. Okay. Uh, I, I want to be finished with that. I don't want to dive into that too much. Okay. Um, I would love to keep the brand going of, of Blue Valor to get bigger and better. Yeah. Famous Enough is something that I do for fun. It's definitely something that I do for fun. I think it's it's a great message. It's about it's about uh, the culture we live in with social media, with when kids post something and they don't get enough likes. That dopamine fix is it's huge. It's a huge. thing. And I mean, these kids getting bullied because they post something and don't get a lot of likes. And, you know, everybody thinks they're more famous than somebody else. But at the end of the day, it's everyone needs to hustle in their own way. Yep. But I always like to say, stay humble. Absolutely. And that's what that's what I just dropped this last week. I love it. That's what it says. I need to get that. It's hustle and stay humble. Yeah. And I think that's what li life is about. For, for me, you, you, you don't have to. I don't think people out there need to. I don't buy things to show off. What no, I have. of course I, not. I, but there's a lot of people that do. And I think in the world we live in, in the culture that's been derived from certain aspects, certain genres of music and things like that, people think that that's what making it is all about. Yeah. I think social media is a lot of pretending, a lot of posing, a lot of, a lot of posturing. Yeah. It's hard to know what's actually real. At least for me, for my, where I am in my life, when I look yeah. at it, I'm like, I don't even know if this is a, is what I'm looking at is even real. Right. So that dupes a lot of younger people because they think it, everything is real. It's like they're pretending. This is this is this. They're on a stage somewhere pretending to live in this house or whatever. They are. And they live in a trailer behind the house. That, you right. know what I mean? I just saw something the other day, uh, a guy that uh, it was kind of a joke meme. Uh, a guy was sitting under uh, a plastic stool that you step on in your house and just happens to have a window that looks like an airplane w window. Yeah. And he stood next to some thing on the TV that he still framed that looked like he was on a plane above all this stuff. And, <laughs> and they zoomed out. But that's literally what it's about, man. These people, they a lot of them, they live as if they're somebody else that they're not. And that's that's a bummer. It's a Pay attention bummer. to this, please, guys. Be real with yourself, yeah. right? Be, be kind, too. Be, be kind. Always yeah. be kind. Um, second question. Favorite food. Oh, come on. <laughs> Mixing it two? up here. Can I have two? You can, you can have two. I, Favorite I, foods, plural. Foods. Uh, I have a thing that I do called Pizza Friday. Nice. And um, my buddy Rich uh, here, here in town, him and I, whenever a new pizza shop opens or something we want to go try, we go on these little pizza things, and uh, I love pizza. I, I love pizza, too. Yeah. Full-blooded Italian, FBI. Love it. I was at um, Uncommons with, yep. my, with Zora yeah. yesterday. Some fantastic. Have you been there yet? I have. Okay, Amari. Am 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 I haven't Am been there yet. Amazing. And they opened a new place, like a sandwich, Italian sandwich place there like two days ago. Check that out. It's awesome. Good. Yeah. I went to... Um, Not as fancy, but very, very cool. I went to Durango last week, and I okay. wanted to try the... I think it's called Prince's? Yes. Um, 
but I, I just wanted a slice, and I ain't about to buy a slice that's been sitting in the counter for two months. No, I know. I mean, they, it looks horrible. There's I a there's it. a place in the food court for food court called Fiorello's. Great. Where? At Durango. Really? Yeah. That's the Italian place. Yeah. I saw that. So I've tried the burger place, Irv's. Mm-hmm. I've tried the noodle joint there. Yep. Uh, which was pretty good too. Yep. Um, I think I just got to order a whole pizza because I'm gonna get a fresh <laughs> one. I don't want the slice, you know. <laughs> and the second piece is sushi, man. Sushi. I love, I love, you love sushi. sushi. Yeah, I had is it that on the way the, Is that the girl part of you, the girl, your girlfriend? Is that your her influence on you? No. It's you, all you? No. Your whole life sushi? I love See, I'm from back east. Sushi is something you take out of your butt crack at the beach, you know? like Right. Or you put it on a hook <laughs> and catch some more fish with, right? Joe's the, the Joe behind the scenes knows what I'm talking about. We mock sushi back there. Really? We, we used to. Maybe it's changed. I, I lived in Jersey for three years, so I'm we used to, to go <laughs> clam digging. I North, loved it. North Jersey or South? South. There you go. South. That's better. North yeah. Jersey is... Yeah. Really That's where the eagle stuff came for me. That I, I, I had a, a, a guy, his name was Uncle Johnny, that he used to pick me up and take me to the Flyers games, the Eagles games, nice. the 76ers games. So nice. I've been a Philly fan forever just because of that part of my life, too. Steelers. I'm uh, Pennsylvania, so Steelers, Pirates, everything for the Steelers. What, Pirates? Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> Amazing franchises. And from, I went to, I'm an alumnus from the University of Pittsburgh. That's a sports town. Yeah. Las Vegas is becoming a sports town. Pittsburgh is an established sports town. Everyone has season tickets. Right. People, it's you're on the bus. You want something to talk about? How about the game last night? Everyone goes, oh, you know what I mean? It's wonderful. Yeah. It's like a, it, it brings the community together. I hope that happens in Las Vegas. We could use it. I don't well, feel like I'm in a community here most of the time. Are they going to change the football team so that can happen? <laughs> I don't know the answer <laughs> to that. But I know that sports can be yeah. – uh, Bring people together. I mean, look at Vegas. We're eventually going to have a basketball yep. team here. Uh, yep. The A's, allegedly. Well, didn't the women's team just win yep. the thing? The yep. big thing. Yeah. I should know more than National I do. National championship. Nah, yeah. That's huge. Yeah. I, sorry, I don't know more about it. but Yeah, it's crazy. And we have a volleyball team here, too. Didn't like, know that. Yeah. there's. <laughs> it is a very, very, very well-developed uh, sports community. But, yes, I know that I know there's a baseball coming, uh, a baseball team coming. I believe it's the A's. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know if they've. Finalized all Taking that. over the chop. Done. Yeah. The chop's right, closing April. on April 2nd. That's April right. 2nd, they demolish it a month later. Yeah. And uh, I think 2028 is when they Crazy. launch it. And, this, and, this, and, the, and this, what's ironic to me is that the stadium's only taking up like a third of the property. They're going to rebuild a whole new casino hotel. They should. They're going to. Yeah, they should. But I mean, that's, I mean traffic-wise, how is that going to work? I, th- I thought when they did Allegiant Stadium, the best place to, to put that would have been out by um, where they put the practice facility. Right. So you didn't have all this garbage of where right. the hell are you going to park. Yeah. It does happen. I've had gigs at Mandalay Bay, as so is Joe back there, where like if the chili peppers are playing at the stadium, they're, they're like screwed. Yeah. You're not getting anywhere near Mandalay Bay, man. Yeah, I very rarely go down on the strip. I mean Stoney's is on Las Vegas Boulevard, but yeah. it's not in the heart of it all. And yeah, I'm town so Square. glad. Yeah, yeah. So glad. Because that that's a nightmare. Nightmare. Okay, so we got most of the questions covered. I think I've covered most of what I wanted to talk about for the first episode. Can I just drop a few little references if I may? Sure. I've been playing Martin guitar my whole life. I'm a singer, songwriter, guitar player here in Las Vegas. Martin, please sponsor me. <laughs> I'm going to reach out to you guys soon. Hold on. I got a question for you. Yes. What does a sponsorship from Martin look like to you? To me, it looks like them sending me new instruments yeah. and me testing them out and giving them reviews and playing those instruments here in Las Vegas in front of thousands of tourists from all over the world every week. I play about four, f- three, four times a week, right. private and public. And um, a lot of exposure for the instruments. And also, sure. I'm just I'm dedicated to this brand. I mean, I'm from Pennsylvania. I've been to the factory in Nazareth. It's honestly, man, I, I'm s- talk about luthiers. Like, talk about being dedicated to your craft. Everyone in that place is just focused on making great guitars. Right. It's, I, 
I don't have the I don't have the adjectives. I have an artist that comes through um, Stoney. His name is Mark McKay. I call him Mark McGay because that's my favorite <laughs> thing to call him. I'll have to show can you. Can we say that on the friend. podcast? Can you we can, say, dude? It's your podcast. You can oh, do whatever okay. you I want. Hit the pancreas table. Um, I've given away two of those at Stoney's. That he's he's you didn't call me, in. huh? You didn't call me. What to win one? Yeah. No, you already know my rule. What I get for free, I give for free. I know. Yeah, I've had some bad ones, but um, those guitars are badass, man. They're fantastic. And good I also players play them. I don't understand why they would sponsor you. <laughs> I'm also a Taylor guy. I like Taylor as well, but I'm I'm going I'm a Martin guy for for life. So what happens if Taylor comes around and says, "Dude, we're gonna give you a guitar a I, year"? Then I'll call Martin and go, "Match this offer, or right. I'm taking Taylor's offer, and I'm gonna get a little bidding war going, which will never happen." But in my mind, it's happening right now. That's, That's what good. I would do. I'm gonna have a fun <laughs> question for you. What's your favorite place to play in Vegas? That's a great question. Right now. Ironically, and I have a, a real answer. It's it's ninety ninety. It's it's sunset. It's uh, the Sun Coast. Yeah. Which is a local place. It's in Summerlin. It's off the Strip. For all those reasons, I like it. So logistically, I'm not driving with maniacs. Sure. And it's like a dinner show. It's like people actually listen. It's probably a cap, maybe two hundred people. And I played there Saturday night, and it was couldn't you could hear a pin, a pin drop. People are really into it, man. You know, right. it, it's it's like a, a mini concert every time I'm there. I really, I really, I really pre at this point in my career, I'm I'm an accomplished player. I can I'm a looper. I can solo and all that stuff. And um, being able to do it for people who are actually listening, not in a casino with bells and whistles, like the casino's out there. You're right. in a separate place listening to this live thing. That's probably right now probably my favorite place to play publicly. Some just some private places in town that are. I just amazing. went to the steakhouse up there a couple weeks ago. I haven't been the there new in one. forever. Yeah, it's great. It's not bad. It's great. It's not bad at all. Yeah, it's a fun place. So, Martin, Jeff Higginbotham, famous enough. Um, Blue Valor. Blue Valor. Uh, Blue Valor. Very very important. I want also. I'm, I'm sorry. I hit the microphone, guys. I apologize. Um, You're I'm a partnering mess. with. I am. I, 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 this is my first show. I'm new at this. Can I'm I come back at like ten and redo this? You can do anything <laughs> you want. Um, VegasAutoFest.com, partnering with Red Rock Country Club. I know it sounds exclusive in, in this, but it's not. This is open to the public. It's a great event. It's family-friendly. I'm familiar with it as well. It, it's the biggest car show that no one's ever heard of, really. Yeah. La I mean, last year we had about 5,000 people. I right. think they had like 10,000. I don't know. If and, and they bust people. They didn't have that many cars, but, yes, they bust all those people in. You, so you meet, you meet at the stadium, at the Aviator Stadium at downtown Summerlin. They bus you over, so don't worry about parking up by the, by yep. the country club itself. Chef William puts the event on. It's a great event if you're a car fan or not, but it's a great way for the family to get outside, walk around. And what I was blown away by was how, like, I, I like Mercedes a lot. They have the from the start all the way, like from '65 until 2003, every model. Yeah. Of every of BMW, of Merce it's phenomenal. Like you learn so much about cars, whether you're into it or not. It's funny, my buddy Theo. This is a plug for him. He owns a specialist detail studio here in Vegas. He takes care of all my cars, but he is so busy around that time because he has his own se section up there as well, where he promotes what he does and he's probably touched the majority of those cars in some form or fashion with what he does which is kind of cool it's a neat event it really is a neat great event. event they're looking for new sponsors just hit that website up and and if you feel like sponsoring it please please do we'd, we'd love to have you as part of the team looking forward to this year as well it's gonna be bigger and better this year when is it it's september 16th ish that's the ish that's the it's in that sweet spot last year that's the date last year it's it's gonna be mid-september I'm not sure they have an actual date yet, but they probably do. Beautiful. VegasAutoFest.com. Uh, Vegas Vegas and what I found out from the chef was the reason for the name is it was originally Vegas AF, but no one got the whole AF, so I had to spell it out. As Fest. 
as fest. Vegas as fest. So I think for a first episode, we did pretty good. Sure. <laughs> Here's what's great. You'll go back, literally, you'll go back in like a year. I go back and listen to my first ones. I laugh at myself because yeah. you learn so much. You get you more ever comfortable. You stab yourself? I'm like, nah. <laughs> Dude, if you did, that's where you go back to the entrepreneurial ship of stuff. You're going to make mistakes as long as you keep going and you said it perfect. And you got to be diligent and you got to keep doing it, keep doing it. Repetition, repetition. I, I, I've been saying this to, to Azura, who's, who works with me. Um, it's very hard to chart out your future. It's almost impossible. But what you can control are your daily habits. Yeah. Daily discipline. That creates a future that can be successful. And maybe that's the takeaway for today's show. Just figure out what you care about, what you want to make happen. Do a little bit every day. And then the future is the future. You, things happen, but you can control what you do every day. That's, a Jordan Pe that's also a Jordan Peterson line, who I'm a big fan of, by the way. And positive thoughts. Positive thoughts. Believe in yourself and work, work, and work. My, I, have a, I have a life coach. Her name is Robin Williams. And um, <laughs> funny, right? <laughs> it's a she, not a he. And she's still alive. He's, she's not gone. Okay. But she just said something to me a couple weeks ago. And uh, uh, I live like this because uh, I never realized it. Um, nothing is done to you. Not one thing. Everything wow. is done for you. And I took that, and uh, I, it was a. It, it sounds a, like a death coach. <laughs> <laughs> it was a win, dude. Like it just That's made me. Huge. It made me rethink stuff. I yeah. went to a Chris Voss signing party, who's a, a phenomenal book writer as well. Chris Voss, I, if I may, just step in for a second. If you're in real estate, yeah. any kind of sales, the guy was an FBI negotiator for years. New York guy. Listen to this. Find him on YouTube. Chris Voss, V O S S. I. I I'm mesmerized by him. Yeah. He can sit and tell a story about talking a bank robber out of not killing 100 people, and you're mesmerized. And yeah. then he goes, and use the same taxes to sell houses, the same tactics to sell houses. Yeah. And he makes that transition easily, and it's compelling. There's an art. He's a fantastic. I, I met him at Sony's. I met him that night. I was there that night. Oh, the Nick Nanton night. I was there. I have a yeah. picture. But he's, he's a tall dude, by the way. He looks smaller on, 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 the, on, on the YouTube. But on he's the a, YouTube. But dude, what a legit real i mean a hostage negotiator yeah i sit back and i think through music uh how many doors it's opened for me in my life and the people that i've got to meet like a guy like nick nanton who uh is behind um operation underground railroad oh which man was i was at that event as well yeah. and by the way bless your heart for putting that on yeah for making that more people making people more aware of that it's huge such, it's such a neat thing i mean so you asked can, can you please tell people what that is please uh, they went down to um south america uh, I believe the whole story is uh, uh, it has something to do with Tim Ballard in regards to Sound of Freedom as well. My buddy Nick is involved with that. Of course. Um, and they go down there and they save these kids, man. And if you if you get a chance, watch the Sound of Freedom, watch Operation Underground Railroad. Uh, it is uh, the work that these guys do most people couldn't do. Yeah. Um, you don't have the heart to it. I I watched both of them um, in the privacy of my own home. I couldn't go to the theater to watch them. Yeah. Uh, uh, I had my kid watch. Um, the sound of freedom because it's a scary world it really is there's some dirty uh, nasty people in this world but um you, you guys like tim ballard uh, ed clay uh, nick nanton and all these guys chris voss that are involved in all of this stuff that they just help people uh, understand the world we live in and just how uh, satanic it really is there's some sick people out there man and what Chris does, well, uh, and just I like Chris Voss a lot. What he, what I what inspires me about his work is that he teaches people how to take these tactics and use them to be better entrepreneurs. Sure. He'll, who's your top seller at the, at the real estate company? I'll have them, do have them do double their sales in six months. Listen yeah. to me, and, and it works. Yeah. He changes. I mean, I've, I've I've watched his seminars online, 
he transforms these the people's master classes. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. I mean, literally amazing. As he's talking, I'm like, I never thought of that. He can, he just, it's, it, he's a very fascinating guy. Yeah, I was, I was blessed to get to go to something like that and just be around those types of people. And uh, Nick Nanton has become someone that, that is just neat. Every time I see him post something, I just have to say thank you. And that's just paying attention to that stuff because most people won't do it. I'll go back to the whole idea of, of um, music and getting to meet people in music. Uh, Robert Rask, I don't know if you know that name, but he know. makes custom guitars. Uh, my buddy Stephen Wesley introduced me to him via uh, Charlie Collin from Train. And Charlie Collins opened some doors for me um, uh, to do stuff that I'm. Charlie, Co Charlie, didn't Charlie write the big hit? Uh, Drops of Jupiter and Calling All Angels. That's yeah, him. That's yeah. Charlie. And if you ever had a chance to sit down and have a conversation with him, I've never done a podcast with him. Okay. I've just hung out with him and yeah. talked. And he is the neatest guy. And he's gone through some personal stuff. And um, he, he's got some demons. And as he works through his demons, it's really neat to, when he comes to the other side, like I'm just someone in his life that I've only known him uh, maybe two years. Um, but when he comes out of those things, when he talks to me, he's like, I feel like I let you down. And I'm like, Man, I'm just somebody in your life. Emotionally, yeah. sexually. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Always. Always, always. But it's just really neat to see these people in music are human. And I think that's why I love doing the podcast that I do. Because I always said, I got a TikTok years ago, and I just got Toad Talk. T-O-A-D. <laughs> Toad Talk. T-O-K. Toad I Talk. I love it. But my goal was to have someone just follow me around with a camera and put these pieces together. I'm going to do it. It'll happen. But the idea is... I mean, people look at music in Vegas as an artist comes in. Like, we'll just be frank. Uh, they fly in on a jet. Uh, they do their show. Hookers and blow. They get back on the jet and they go to the next town. Right. But that's not really what it is. There's politicians or is it musicians? <laughs> not politicians? What do you do? <laughs> the same. This is no politics and racism. <laughs> no dude. politics. We had a deal. We had a deal. <laughs> <laughs> but the reality is, is there's, they're still human. Yeah. And people don't get to see that side of them. And I think no, that's why I love doing the Toad's Tune stuff is because people get to see that, yeah, they have a family. Yeah, they go home to stuff. I like to ask what they do during the holidays because most people don't give a shit. Yeah. You know? But the reality is, hey, do you go to your hometown? Do you hang out with your parents? Do you, know, do your loved ones come with you? Who cooks? And I get to find this other thing. I forgot who I was talking to, but they told me, like, what do you do with leftovers on Thanksgiving? <laughs> like, what a great question, right? It's a great question. This actually. lady told me uh, – I'm going to have to remember who it is and get back to you, and I'll, I'll send it to you. But they put everything in a bag, and the next day they just mix up the bag and put it on bread and eat it. I'm just like, <laughs> but there could be, like, green bean casserole and cranberry sauce. And I'm like, wow. And they're like, yeah, because you never know what you're getting. I've I like never it. heard of that before in my life. But I like I it. I think you find out what people are human and um, that people are human, rather. And uh, most people don't get that. They yeah. just. I always like to say this. A, a, a musician that's made it um, – they're no different than me and you. They just they just chose a different career path. That's it's it. true. That's, it's it. that's true. the only difference. And I, I, Dolly Parton of all people, who still writes a song a day at eighty whatever she is, and has yeah. Dolly World, and she's a zillionaire. She still writes songs every day. And and her something she said about her career that changed my view of it was once you get to where you want to be, it gets harder. Yeah. Because you have so much to lose. You're competing with everyone and your own catalog. Like I want to write a better song than the last one, my last hit. Well, those for are the myself, people, those my are the own people internal that, have that 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 in them, though. A yeah, lot of people, exactly. You can't. Re there's no resting on laurels. There's no yeah. chilling. There's no plateauing. You that that ends up descending. You have to keep going. You've got to keep working hard. I look at stuff, and there's a lot of things that have popped into my head lately. Of um, I was a guy that was at Route 91, and it completely changed my life wow. about how I think about life, uh, about how life how short life really is. Yeah. Uh, and then you look Monday, we lost uh, an icon in country music and Toby Keith. Yep. Just for shits and giggles last night, I was sitting on the couch and I was just like, I wonder what this guy's net worth was. You know what it was? 
I have no idea. $400 million. <sighs> so you go back, a guy that had stomach cancer, yeah. had all the money in the world. He's not with us anymore. Yeah. Life is short, dude. No. This really is. So those people that, when you ask about uh, entrepreneurship, if you have a dream and a vision, um, start on it today. Exactly. Just start on it today. It doesn't matter if you're making small moves or big moves. Just keep moving. Keep moving and do it in the moment. Yeah. I'm a big believer in not putting off to tomorrow what you can do today. Yeah. Do it right now. A lot of people, do it. I have notes in my phone of stuff that I think about that that hits. Like I'm starting a clothing line for Blue Valor. Duh, right? <laughs> uh, and my first shirt says the proof is in the whiskey. Oh, that's can is that patented? Because someone's going to steal that. I'm going to steal that. Can, is, it, is that I, are, I already have it on a shirt. Okay, so fair enough. Yeah. I can't steal I only it. have it on one shirt, but I do. <laughs> It's a great line. It is a great line. It's a great line. But it's just something, I don't know if I heard it in a song or whatever, but the minute it hit me, I put it in my phone. I go home, I design something, take it to the printer, get it put on a shirt. I should have brought you one. That's okay. I know, where you, I know where you work. I can find you. You might know where I live, too. That's so how scary. do we wrap this up? I want to wrap it up because it's been a while. It's been a great first show. Yeah. Um, I, I just thank you so much for doing this for me, man. Dude, anytime, it, man. This is awesome. Thanks for having with me. me. Yeah. And I hope it grows over time. I hope I can have you back later with a bigger following, and then we can actually move some product for you. And, yeah. But we'll what you're fun. already doing in the community, I hope people realize that Stoney's is not just about making money. It's about breaking new artists. It's yeah. about helping police hurt in the line of duty. There's so much more going on behind the scenes that folks need to know about, I yeah. think. And hopefully this can be a platform to let people know about things like that, because they should. I think it'll be fun, man. Thanks again for the time. Solely Show Episode 1. Thank you very much. I think we're done. How'd it go? How'd we do?